You're listening to the Heat Ratio Podcast, brought to you by the Heat Ratio Sports Network. This show brings the temperature of sports to a whole new level. Whether it's a local opinion or a national agenda, everything is fair game. Remember, everyone has an opinion, but only few can back it up. Now sit back, crank up the volume, and if you think you can handle it, get ready for the heat. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Heat Ratio Live, episode 40, 147, almost at 47. Uh, the blizzard edition, I should say, because the snow sucks and I've had enough of it already. But uh, welcome in, everybody. Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, Dan Green. Tonight, taking the place of Mr. John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon is my good buddy, Mr. Vince Quinn, CBS Sports Radio, Last Out Media, 94 w- uh, WIP Sports Radio. A guy that's probably... Only guy I know may be busier than I am. Uh, but Vince, what's up, buddy? Welcome in, man. Yo, Dan, Tony, what's going on, guys? Happy to finally be on the heat ratio. Yeah, man, it's been a while, man. We I, listen I, for all you don't know. Uh, you know, me and Vince go go back a little bit, talk a lot. I remember when listening to him late nights when he'd be filling in for Big Daddy, who Big Daddy Graham uh, as a show right now, Last Out Media, which is which I work cool. on. That that's one of the many millions of things that I do. So I'm working yeah. with Big Daddy on that. Yeah, exactly. It's good. To, it's it's good to hear his voice back on the airways, man. Guy's been through a ton of shit lately, so uh, good to hear him actually back and and moving around a little bit, which is. Uh, a breath of fresh air but we got a lot of stuff to get into tonight uh tons of stuff to fit into this hour an hour and 15 version we're going to talk sixers we're going to joel and beat eastern conference part of the month today a lot of good things with the sixers the eagles eh, i don't know got some issues about that uh we're talking about super bowl 55 we got some baseball to talk about i got a couple good, really good trivia questions for you guys uh we got the you know inevitable jigsaw chronicles i have something that's been on my mind i always have something every week and then we're gonna talk a little walk-up baseball music like you know think about that now guys gonna be later but what would be like your favorite walk-up song to come into and i know everybody knows that i'm a hip-hop guy but i got a surprise uh for everybody i really do but we got to get right into the eagles talk real fast and i you know a lot of things going on i want to get vince and dan involved in this conversation because there's a lot of carson wentz things and i know people say ah we don't want to call carson wentz well listen people unfortunately that is a topic it is real it is legit Legit. The guy's been silent. He's been ghosting everybody. Hasn't said a word. In my opinion, that just means he wants to go bye-bye. Bye, Felicia. He doesn't want to be around anymore. If he was, then he'd be outspoken about what he wants. You know, if he's a leader, this is my thing. And Vince, I'll go right to you first because uh, you are the guest on the show. The one thing I have about Carson is everybody's telling me that he's this big, tremendous leader. And all that stuff about him was all smoke and mirrors. And the question I have is, if you are a leader, wouldn't you be the first one vocally, number one, come out and support your coach who got fired? Number two, come out and support your teammates. Number three, come out and say, oh, I'm ready for the new coach, the new era, the new generation. We haven't heard nothing from Carson Wentz except a little video for Rodney McLeod. That's about all we've heard from Carson Wentz. So, Vince, tell me, what, what's your thoughts on this whole Carson being silent kind of thing? Well, yes, I'll say this, because even if he was not saying anything about Doug Peterson, he's got issues with Doug or his teammates or whatever, here's the thing, for it to float around the way that it has been, that he doesn't want to be here, and he keeps letting it go, 
clearly he doesn't want to be here. Like, he doesn't need to make a public statement. He doesn't even need to go to a press conference and stand at a podium and say, listen, everybody, I want to stay here. I believe in the team. Like, he could do all that crap if he wants. But, like, let's be honest here. He's got an agent, you know? He's Like, where do these reports come from? The front office is leaking stuff left and right. They just... I mean, they crushed Doug Peterson on the way out the door. I mean, holy shit. So for that to be what it was, and for Wentz, like, he could say whatever he wants to his agent. The same way Deshaun Watson has leaked stuff. He could, he could do a lot of different things to get it out there, and he hasn't done it. And so for him to do literally nothing to change the story that he doesn't want to be here, you got to believe he doesn't want to be here. Uh, I, I completely agree. I mean, you could make a good point about the agent. I didn't even think about that, you know, that agenda because you can get, like you said, the team's leaking stuff out. Why can't the agent leak something out? Why, you know, I, I don't understand. Why can't the agent say, oh, you know, Carson right now, you know, he's ready for the season? We haven't heard any. It's complete ghost, man. He's been like Casper, so to speak. No pun intended, but he, you know what I mean? But he has, man. Dan, what do you think, buddy? I think Vince is spot on. S- silence actually speaks volumes so he he seems like a good guy so you would think he would be the high road kind of fellow that would you know do the right thing say the right thing be politically correct um if he had an inkling that he was staying but i i think he knows he's out um rumor rumors were and vince could speak to this more than me that he not only was he out with doug peterson he he's out with Howie and and the whole the whole administration. So, you know, it, it, just getting rid of Doug didn't placate uh, Carson's issues apparently. So, I agree with Vince. I think he wants out. So, why say anything that could ultimately get the question? Do you want to stay here? And then he's gonna give you some. Well, nonsense you know, talk. But here's the thing. You don't even have to do that. Like, I, I don't even look. I'm not even looking for cards to say, oh, I can't wait to be here. But hey, how about something to say you woke up this morning, you're alive. I mean, we used to see him all the time posting pictures with his dogs, right? He's on Instagram with his dogs and his wife. You don't see anything from Carson Wentz. Nothing. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It And and I know, Dan, you, you, you talk about all the stuff that we've heard. You, you know, he went... I, I don't even know if that's true because I have I you know I don't know I obviously think that Carson was not or Doug wasn't a Carson guy I really I think that's what inevitably got Doug fired Doug went into that office he wanted to promote guys that you know from within that they didn't want to hear and he wanted to go ahead with Jalen Hurts I really think Jalen was his guy and I think that was like all right that's it we need to get somebody else in here that's going to hopefully fix Carson and here comes Nick Sirianni who listen man I, I I'm not. I'm not going to kill the guy, okay? I've stuttered before. I've had issues, right? I I understand that. But my problem is, and here's what I'll pose to you guys. We've heard this huge coaching search, which we always hear. We always hear with the Eagles. Six, seven-hour interviews. We have to do our due diligence, emotional intelligence, all this bullshit that Jeffrey Lurie gives us, right? All the time. But the thing is, how did that guy go into an interview and he he specifically said to the media and, and to us, to everybody, he hasn't watched any film yet. That's the one thing that sticks with me. So you went into a meeting. How were you prepared? How did you go in there and say, you know, I've watched this. I think we could do this. He said he didn't watch any film. He knows nothing about the players. Zero. That guy looked so unprepared. I hate to say it, but he did. And, and I hope it was just stage fright. I hope. 
But again, there were some videos posted of him in Indianapolis. He didn't sound too sure of himself out there either. So I'm really not understanding this whole direction. I, 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 I'm shocked. Vince, what do you think? Well, it, here's part of the thing, Tony. I don't know how much it matters if he watches tape or not. Who's, is he making? Is he making any of the calls? Like, that's true. It, what, what control does he have? I think that's a pretty big indicator of what this whole situation is. It's the Howie Roseman show, right? He's going to be. He's going to dictate the 53-man roster. He's going to have JJ Ortega Whiteside starting for eight <sighs> weeks of the year. Like that's the Howie element to this. It doesn't matter. He could come up yep. and be like, "Listen, guys, I think Jalen Hurts is 50 times better than Wentz," and he'll be like, "Well, that's great, fella. Uh, how about you go out there and put Carson on the field?" Yeah. I'm like, that's what's going to happen. So it just it doesn't matter. I, I, it looked bad. Don't get me wrong. It looked bad, and I feel it. But like it just, he has no say. Yeah, he does. I mean, he. I mean, he doesn't. He really doesn't. Uh, Mike, what's up, Mike? As always, Avid Fowler checking in. How many other teams are talking a lot right now? It's mostly just Watson and then Chiefs of Bucks players. Well, here's the thing, though. At least Watson is aging. Came out with you know basically saying whether it's true or not that he's going to sit out the season. He wants to be traded. At least you hear his name. Something's happening. We're not even hearing Carson's name, and that's the problem. You it, listen. It, the, the biggest thing to me is if your your whole perspective that you hear from the national media, whether it be locally or nationally, you hear that you're you know you lost the locker room a little bit. Veterans were complaining about maybe your ego being too big. There's one way to get above that, and that's to talk. So if you're not talking, you're not going to win back the locker room. So that's an issue, too. So that's what makes me think he's basically just saying bye-bye. I mean, that's what he's saying to me. And I, I don't know where we go from here. Who knows? We, we got at least two to three years probably because this guy, Sirianni, is basically a puppet. Uh, you know, you can already see I exactly what you guys know. Uh, so let me ask you right about the roster. Because I don't want to get we talk. I, I don't want to talk about some of these things for 20 minutes because we could, but we've already hashed them out. So Jalen Mills. And one of the guys who, who, for me personally, I would bring back. Uh, I know there's, it, you know, if or, you know, should we bring him back? He didn't play well. Number one, he was out of position. They, they played him completely out of position last year. He, he's a corner. He's not a safety. I don't care what you say. He is a corner. He's not a number one corner. He's a number two corner. So I think he's a really good corner to put next to Darius Slay. So for me, for my money, you bring him back. At least he knows the system. At least he, you know, he is a guy for the most part can stay healthy. But for me, Jalen Mills, he comes back. Dan, Jalen Mills, you bring him back? I'll bring him back as a depth guy, but there's no way he's a starting corner. I you don't think he's a number two. <laughs> no, he, he he's he's slow. I mean, he's he's the guy that's the poster child for what's been wrong with our defensive backs and, and the defensive coaching. He doesn't turn his head to ever look for the ball. That's he's, true. I'll give you he's that. just so so damn slow. And I think I think he actually would have been a decent corner if he had the cerebral um ability to be a corner. I mean, Seth Joyner's mentioned that countless times uh, back when we had Rasul Douglas, they were kind of like clones of each other as far as big corners that were slow that should have been converted to safety. But you need, you know, when I say cerebral, I'm not saying he's not bright. I'm just saying there's a lot of um, you're the quarterback of the, of the defensive backfield, the safety. So uh, I'm, I mean, you bring him back for depth, but, I'm I'm not in love with him at all. Well, put it this way: if it's him or Avante Maddox playing second corner, give me Jalen Mills. Now, if they draft the guy in the first round, okay, or second round, then fine. That, that then give me a depth guy. But what what scares me is if he is a depth guy. You mentioned safety, and Vince. We all know that Rodney McLeod 
You know, we don't know if he's going to be back. The guy's 30 plus years old, torn ACL, making a lot of money. Okay, great guy, you know, but unfortunately, it is a business. I don't want to see them sign, you know, Jalen Mills and put him back at safety. So, you you bringing him back, Vince? Yeah, I I am. Because just during a salary cap crunch, they've yep. only got so many things that they can bring in. So, if you can get Jalen Mills on the cheap, and at the very least, you know what he is as a player. And you know what the what his you know uh, like his work ethic and guys in the locker room like him. He's good energy guy. You see all those videos of him before the game getting guys hyped up. So all those elements are good to have if the price is right, which it probably will be right. Like what's he? Absolutely. I mean, the market for everybody's going to tank this year. So yep. you, you got to figure he's going to be basically a vet minimum. So for a vet minimum, am I taking Jalen Mills? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a starter, a fringe starter at a vet minimum. Done. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you 100%. Uh, now, Vinny checking in says Xavier Rhodes, at cornerback, is a name to watch. Yeah. Didn't have a great year, but, again, he knows this system. You know, on defense, you know, he, he's a guy that played on a Seriani before, uh, you know, it, it, back in the day. So, and it could be a name to watch. We'll see. Uh, I like this. Our boy Jason checking in says, and this was a question, so I guess maybe we'll just segue to it right now, is Deshaun Watson. Basically, is there anything you wouldn't give up for Deshaun Watson? And I don't mean that as an Eagles perspective, but, you know, if, if Stafford gets two first, Jason says, what's Watson going to pull three or four? Um, and here's the thing. If, I'm a, if I am a GM, we all, I think we will all agree the most important part of a football team is the quarterback. So if you have a big issue at quarterback and you have the draft capital and you have a team that, you know, like the, uh, the I, I always call them Oakland, like the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, <laughs> something, you know, I, I always call it, it's a habit. I, I like Oakland. I do it too. Right? The Chargers I, I are still in San Diego, by the way. I know. Yeah, actually, that that bothers me the most. The Chargers oh. bothers me the most. <laughs> I hate I, I hate that. I love yeah. Like well, that's why it's like what was it Gruden that was wearing the wrong hat in one yes. of the games? He was wearing yes. a, an Oakland hat. They made him take it off. Come on, John. Got to do better than that, man. Got to do better than that. But my my question is: Is there anything that's obviously seven first round picks? But I mean, come on, Deshaun Watson is is actually been referred to as the Michael Jordan of the NFL. Uh, there's a lot of things this guy can do. He can. Uh, it, you know, in, in my opinion, a lot of people, you know, I already see Dan's looking over there. But if you look at his fantasy statistics and you look at the points that he's put up, it, which translates to your NFL production, he was a number five quarterback in the NFL based on numbers. And he had nobody, nobody. He was throwing to all three of us, basically. I mean, he had nobody last year. So if you took this kid and put him on any other team like Oakland or Vegas, don't call me uh, Oakland, but um, maybe if you took him and put him on Baltimore instead of Lamar Jackson, just say maybe you put him on Tennessee instead of Ryan Tannehill, maybe even put him on the Jets. I'll tell you what, I would take Deshaun Watson, put him on the Jets with Jamison Crowder, with Denzel Mims. I, right away, I'm telling you right now that that would be a legit team. But is there anything, Dan? What do you think? Is there anything you would you would think is way too much for Deshaun Watson, a franchise twenty six year old quarterback? Well, first off, you know I'm a fan of his. We had a whole debate on a show once about him. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was right. I was trying to. So I would I'm, I am a fan. You wanted to start Jalen Hurts over him, but that's a whole other story for fantasy. Um, correct, <laughs> correct. But you you mentioned uh, you mentioned he's a fantasy beast, so that makes him a yes. top five quarterback. So just I'm building on that. I hear you. Um, All right. So uh, for me, getting back to Jason's question, and I'll tie it into your question, a lot of trading, like the Rams gave up a lot, but 
they're going to be a, a team that finishes high, you know, uh, with a great record every year. So the other team isn't really getting the best assets back. So if you, if, so if the jets give up, you know, a lot of picks for, for Watson, that that's more enticing to Houston than say maybe the Raiders, the ideal spot for me for Watson is the Miami Dolphins. Mm. I Cause, cause you could put Tua into the package. I'm not a Tua fan, but maybe people out there are. So you you package Tua, some draft picks. They got weapons there, too. I think that's a great spot for him. Vince, what do you think about Deshaun? Yeah, Miami's a great spot. Uh, Totally agree on that. And you you had reports. I mean, Tua played like four weeks, and they were like, yeah, they're not sure if they really like Tua or not. He's he's got no arm strength. No arm strength. Well, yeah, and he's scared. It's, it, he's definitely that, scared out there. So that is something you worry about, which is weird because I mean, you saw him at Alabama. And it was like, holy shit, this guy. Like, you know, the national championship game. So it, it's weird how it's gone for him. But if they're nervous about him and Watson's available, you got to look at that. So then, yeah, what is the price and what makes sense for Watson? And the Jets make the most sense in terms of what can actually get done because for the Jets to have the number two overall pick in the draft, this year, that's the tangible asset you can say right now, right here is ridiculously valuable. So you can go and give up all those firsts, but yeah, if you same thing for the Rams. If you're going and you're giving up a couple of firsts, but they're late round firsts, uh, what are they really worth, right? It's it's a little bit different. So number two pick in the draft, Jets have another first this year. I think they've got two firsts next year. You just give up two years worth of drafts and you get to Sean Watson. And by the way, four first rounders is worth it for Deshaun Watson. That's about as far as I go. But for because there's, I mean, honestly, has there ever been a guy as talented as Watson that's actually available at this age? I, I don't think I've ever seen it in my life. And and the closest thing I can think is like Drew Brees had a good season. He had one good season before he was Drew Brees and he was injured and all that stuff. And right. then he hit the market. And outside of that, uh, I got nothing. I mean, injured Dante Culpepper, who washed out of the league with Ooh. Miami, actually. That was fun. Um, yeah. But. These, these guys aren't available. They're just not available. So they're if not. you're giving up everything to get a known commodity, who needs draft picks when you got the real thing and you can have the real thing for at least 10 years? It's exactly. 10 years of quarterback. Like, it's such a no-brainer. It's I agree. I, I agree. I would do four first-round picks. Absolutely. I would definitely do that. Why not? Like you say, you're going to have this guy for the next 10 years. He's going to be – look what Matt Stafford – Look what Matt. Look what Matthew Stafford what you got from you know, or I should say the Rams got or Rams gave to Detroit to get Matt Stafford. And wow, what a flip for Jared Goff! Remember all that Jared Goff Carson Wentz talk, man. That really took a shit real early, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were talking about that for how long? It's like, wait a minute. Now, all of a sudden, both these guys are trash. Right? Well, think, wants them. Well, uh, well, think about that. You had you had Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, oof. both shit the bed. Yep. You had uh, you had um, uh, what was there's there's another draft that's uh, that's escaped yep. me. Where with our RG three draft? Uh, oh, it was uh, RG three and Luck. Yeah, RG three luck and and there there was some there was a third guy I'm drawing a blank but you know oh, these man. these these guys that uh, that you're oh thank God we had Carson because he is not RG three he's not Marcus Mariota oh my God he he almost had probably the worst quarterback year I've ever seen and he he turned into those guys right in front of our eyes so it could happen to anybody it, it's just it crazy. Could. 
It could. And Al, listen, Al. Al, I love you, man. My Stills didn't even play. Brother. Come on. Right. Come I on, love Al. you, Al. You're my half-court heat brother. But let me just tell you something. Like, number one, Cooks barely played. Still stinks. Right? And Fuller's he always hurt. Least, yeah. Right? And then Fuller was playing well. But let's not forget that they traded away his number one wide receiver for nothing. They traded away for some guy who, who basically is playing on crutches every week in David Johnson. And then they got away. They traded his, their, his left tackle and Laramie Tunzel, right? To, right? Or, or wait, did they, yeah, they traded him to Miami, right? Or Miami, they got him from Miami. Yeah, other yeah. way, other they way. Play. So yeah. they so they get a guy who was wearing a you know an N95 mask, getting high, you know, before a dra- before the draft, remember? And he dropped. Now he's a very good player, but it just shows you how dysfunctional that organization is out there in Houston. So why not want to get away from it? So I'm sorry, but. I'm giving up. I wish this was like the NBA, right? We give up a 2035 first round pick. Like, I, I was laughing at some of the trades. Like, wait a minute. How far in advance can we go here, man? This is great. Yeah, I'll give you 2040. Why not? Probably be dead by then. It really doesn't matter. But um, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jamar, you're right. D Hops will trade for a pack of now and laters. Now and laters will rip your crowns out, by the way. So don't, don't, don't <laughs> I'll tell you that. I never cared about that when I was 16. But now that I'm 40, yeah, I'm giving a shit about that. Uh, but yeah, listen, I, you know, let's go. We'll stay with football. And we, listen, we got a big game, Super Bowl 55. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Andy Reid, uh, Bruce Aries. And before I get to the football, and Vince, because you're our guest, me and Dan have, have battled about this. And my boy, Mikey Googs, who's not on his, but not battle, but laughed about this. I got to, I'm going to show you a picture. And you, <laughs> please, ex- Dan knows where I'm going. Explain to me what the hell this is and why I see this on Bruce Arians. When I see that, like, is, is he playing laser tag? Is he like, why does Bruce Arians feel the need to wear a box on his chest that looks like he has a pacemaker for the Christ's sake? I, I don't like, have you ever seen this before? Have you noticed this or am I the only one? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. It's, uh, it's a little movie called Iron Man. So I think I think that's what he's going for. Maybe Bruce Arians is Iron Man. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I just It's just one of those things I people watch. I'm like a Walmart watcher, right? And I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, what the hell is that on his chest? And he's got it on his back, too. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Well, the, th- the thing is, the only thing I could, I could speculate, Tone, is he wears the mask under the fish tank. And, I, you know, he's a cancer survivor. So I, I, I'm just thinking he's ultra paranoid about COVID. So he's. He could be. And I, that that has to enhance the sound, obviously, with all the stuff uh, he's got on his what? face. See, see, Dan, that's why I have you here, man. You are you are the voice. Mm. I'm killing this guy. You're I'll the be voice here all week, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man. I love it. Uh, but it. That's portable defibrillator for a heart attack, Jamar says. Um, yeah, exactly. But let's get right into this game because this is a big game and it's going to be weird. Obviously, what's eight? Is it 8,000 fans? Is that what I read? Eight? I think it's like 8,000 fans are allowing in. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but you have Tampa probably playing at home. Uh, and I know the numbers are crazy high. Um, and you look at like even like the over when you look at prop bets and the over Patrick Mahomes at 325, which is really high. Brady at 299. Everything is all in the Chiefs favor, which 
kind of scares me just a little bit because it is Tom Brady. I don't care if he's 43 or not. It's still Tom Brady. And I, I'm, I, it's hard to bet against Tom. So here, here's my question. And I don't even care about predictions. But, what, you know, Vince, what's one of the things or maybe a quirky thing you think that could go wrong in this game? Or what's your actual view of what this contest should be like for Super Bowl 55? Well, what it's going to be like, I mean, one, it's going to be the total opposite of that Rams-Patriots Super Bowl like two oh, years back, which was, God. yeah, exactly, exactly. That was the worst <laughs> Super Bowl ever. Nobody enjoyed it, including the people that played the game. Patriots <laughs> left the game, and they're like, that fucking sucked. So, yeah, I mean, that was that was a miserable game. So uh, it's not going to be that. And, and one of the fun things about this, and really the ultimate exciting thing about this, is if the game is within two scores anywhere towards the end of the fourth quarter, you believe like any team can win. You know, like the, the just the the scoring. It's it's not just the general points they put up. The volatility. I mean, the big playability of both of these teams is really good. So it's just it's it's one of those games where you can't walk away from the television for a single game or a single play because you just know something big could happen. And having that kind of excitement, that's what this is all about, right? Like we're because I mean, at this point, you know, Andy's already won it, so that takes a little bit out. Uh, I hate Tom Brady's guts, so I guess that's like the biggest. <laughs> exciting thing I have but like really it's just watching quality football like you just know you're getting a great game and that's what I'm excited about I have to agree with that definitely Dan what do you think buddy I've got a few things it, no way we, we all I know I, I man of little few words here Tom Brady getting back to the Super Bowl on a new team this is like a historic Hollywood script story right now I mean, you can't, that can't be overlooked. We all don't like the man. I mean, it's like enough already. But he got back to the Super Bowl on another team. The Patriots were awful this year. So that, that put the kibosh on that argument, like who really, you know, made the Patriots a dynasty. So, but to answer your other question, it's Tom Brady. Can he be stopped? Tone, I'll give you one word. Uh-oh. Spagnola. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I I thought you were gonna go the other way. Well, you, I thought you were gonna say Nick Foles, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean Spagnola schemed up two Super Bowls already yeah. against the man. That's true. So I don't think he's intimidated or scared. He'll just scheme for the quarterback, and uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a a high scoring affair. So I'm looking forward to it, just from a from the fandom perspective, from some of my fantasy lineups. I, so I I'm looking forward to the game. It's definitely Vince not going to be nine to six. So yeah. let me ask you this. So again, because I think it's like 80% of the time the quarterback wins an MVP. Let's just take the quarterbacks out. If, if I said to you guys, you can't pick the quarterback. If it was somebody besides the quarterbacks, whether either team doesn't matter, who would be your MVP? Who would you predict to be MVP? Vince, what do you think? All right, first guy, it's got to be Travis Kelsey, yeah. right? I mean, just the way they go to him and, and how consistent. I mean, he he was, what, second in the league in receiving by the end of the season? Oh, he was like, unbelievable. It's it's. I mean, he's just one of the most dynamic, ridiculously good players in the league. And, and the way they use him in all those different ways, because you think, okay, MVP, you want to see touchdowns, right? Like, they love running that shovel pass underneath. Who gets that? Oh. Travis Kelsey always does, right? So, that like, shovel pass. Yeah, I mean, that could be the kind of thing that decides it. It's like he's got two touchdowns and Tyreek Hill has one or something like that so yep. if, if you're gonna make the the smart pick i guess and, and also uh the box i i believe i forget where i was listening to this earlier somebody was saying um that the the bucks are just notoriously awful against tight ends this year so yes so there's a lot of things that stack up and you say hey if, it, if this is how it's gonna go it's gonna be travis kelsey is the guy 
Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree. That guy has been phenomenal. And here's the thing. You know, he's the same age as Gronk. I didn't even realize. I'd seen that. I was like, what? Like, it, I, like Gronk looks like he has a bad paper route compared to Travis Kelsey, man. <laughs> Must have been all those body shots uh, up on the yacht for Mr. Gronk. But, hey, he's probably he's probably lived a life. So I'm sure it doesn't matter to him. But, Dan, what do you think, buddy? I was going to say Kelsey or Hill for the obvious reasons. Right. Now, getting back to Kelsey, though, he's an extremely talented player to begin with. But when you have cheetahs on the outside spreading the field, the middle is wide open. So when you have the middle wide open and you got a premier tight end, extremely talented tight end on top of it, that's why he's getting seven to 11 catches like every single game. Now, if you guys recall earlier in the year, I think it was against Tampa Bay. Tyreek Hill, I think, had 240 yards in the first quarter. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a game like that, you go to Hill. But last year, Mahomes didn't deserve the MVP. Who Do you recall who should have gotten the MVP last year? No, my squirrel brain has no idea. No. I, Damian help, Williams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did have a huge game, and it was you know they they gave it to the quarterback. So if yeah, we were having this, if we were having this conversation last year, and someone said, "I think it Damian Williams," you know, they sh- they could have and should have been right, and and now you have the uh, you know you have Darrell Williams and Ceh. I think I think Darrell Williams is going to be more of the featured back for the Chiefs as well. Yeah, so he's so. a sneaky peek, also. See, now I'll, I'll flip it and I'll go Tampa Bay. And I, I'm just – I think this is going to be a huge Antonio Brown game. I really do. I think this is going to be Antonio Brown in the spotlight. Show everybody. Listen, I may be I may be crazy. I may be a lunatic. I may have lost my mind half the time, but I could still play damn football. And Tom Brady is going to make sure – you know, I know he loves Mike Evans, but I'm telling you this to me – and again, the Chiefs, you mentioned Spagnola. The Chiefs are, are, are good defensively, but they're not great. Besides Tyron Matthew, they're not that great in the secondary. So, you know, if, if Matthew can kind of be guided, uh, you know, and, and kind of maybe look at Gronk because somebody's going to have to cover Gronk, then it's going to leave Antonio Brown open up the seam and through the middle of the field. So I, I don't think anybody can cover him deep. Uh, they have a lot of weapons. You talk about Godwin and Evans and Brown, and then you got Scotty Miller playing like the West Welker role, and you have Gronk. I mean, it's you know, and then you have Fournette, and then you have Roja. I mean, there's so many weapons on this team. And imagine if OJ Howard wasn't injured. Um, and that's, think, that's, think about right. that. Think about that. And Cameron Braid's been the best uh, tight end on the team for a month now. Crazy. It's crazy how much talent they have. But, you know, you both hit the nail on the head. One thing we know for damn sure, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Thank God, because, listen, the football year has sucked with no fans. Say what you want. Uh, you know, I, it was, it, you know, it was funny. I was loving watching that Cleveland game, uh, even though they lost. But I, I, they showed a lot of heart in that game. Just to see, that was the most fans I seen in a stadium jumping up around. Oh, yeah, I was like, wow, we're almost getting. To a little bit of normalcy, a little bit. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the one good thing I look forward to. But here's the thing. This just comes right to Andy Reid. You know, if Andy Reid, I, I still can't because so many of us dogged Andy and killed Andy Reid in this town. And what he does is sticking it all up our ass. Right? He goes, he wins a ring, and now he can win another ring. And, and, and here's the thing. Even if he doesn't win a ring, I'm curious to hear you guys tell me where he – because, I listen, I don't want to get cliche, but like, oh, is he better than Belichick? Listen, 
one thing's for damn sure. Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame, one of the best coaches ever to coach in the NFL. But if you look at names and you know, look back in the day, even when you bring guys like Don Shula up, right? You, know, you bring those kind of you, Steve Walsh up. You bring all these great coaches. Where does Andy Reid rank for you? Like, I don't even need to know what your ranking is. Do you think he's top? He's definitely top five to me. He's got to be top five. Is there any way you could see him not being in the top five? Dan, what do you think? This is, I guess, a hard question to answer. It, uh, it's for, not easy. For, the, for a guy that's been around for how many years? He, he was 14 with the Eagles and six. How many years has he been in the league? He's got to be 20, Since right? 2012? Okay. Right? 2013? Yeah. The Kansas City All right. Game. So let's say he's been in a year. So for a guy that's been here for 20 years, it's a little too early to say something right now. But um, I think I think, I think think the Super Bowl victories will definitely – Oh, lock him, lock him. Yep. But Andy Reid has never been a poor coach from the innovative standpoint. True. His issue was, you know, all those years we were crying for for wide receivers, <laughs> and oh. we and then we we had To, and he had he had some time with Deshaun Jackson. But other than that, he he just made he he was. What's that saying about making something out of lemonade? Or whatever. I'm not, you know, I'm not the greatest. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's good. Is but, 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 but with the Chiefs, I mean, he, it's like he's got weapons. On, it's like unbelievable. So his innovation with this, with these stud, talented players, is making him look like a genius, and and it's legit. That being said. In his early stages with the Chiefs, Chiefs, he still had the, the clock management issues. He was he he the year we got Doug Peterson, they they get they had a horrible playoff game against the Patriots. Uh, last year, I think Shanahan gave the the Super Bowl away. I think he just you know coached poorly, made some bad decisions. So Reed is a phenomenal game planner. He's a phenomenal play caller. I still think he has some issues with managing the game at times. But with this team, you can make mistakes and then and then play catch up ball, like Vince was saying. You know, no fourteen point lead is going to be safe at the end of the game, as, as Vince referenced earlier. So I think, and I don't think the Chiefs are up against it with with salary cap, with contracts expiring. I think I think that they could be in this for a couple years now. Um, no, I so agree. I, I I think I think he's definitely in the next couple. He's definitely going to get 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 a second. Super Bowl for sure, if not obviously next week and in the near future. Um, I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to have three or four Super Bowl rings with this team. That's yeah, how I good think they so are. too. I, I do. I it was again. We yeah, back to the Deshaun Watson comment. Patrick Mahomes. You have yeah, he's not going. He's not going anywhere. Right. You have a yeah. twenty-five plus year old quarterback who's going to play in his prime for the next ten years. I know. And, he, he, you know. So and then that's the crazy part. That's the and crazy then, part. real fast before I give Vince a chance to talk because you know Vince, I don't say much. Um, <laughs> I talked again. Much anyway, it it, it yeah, goes but. it goes back to what I was saying earlier with make him making the most of his talent. A guy like Nicole Hardman, if he was on the Eagles, he could be Bryce Treggs for all we know, right? And. If somehow Hill got injured, you remember how he, he drafted Nicole Hardman because they they thought Hill was going to be suspended, I believe. And I think Byron Pringle would be a stud 
if he was given more minutes on, on the uh, Chiefs. So they just got weapons after weapons. And if they do lose guys to free agency, they'll just – he's just – he's got so much speed on that team. It's just insane. And all of them can play. You know what's funny? Think about what you just said in that last comment. You named all these five receivers. It's so, like, hypocritical in Andy's standpoint, right? I know. That's what I said earlier. It, it's crazy. So now all of a sudden he's kind of changed his ways. But one thing I will say – as you mentioned, innovation, but I think a lot of people will look more towards how many NFC championship games he lost because they were so hurtful. They were. The Tampa game I still have nightmares about. I still can't believe Jake Delhomme from Carolina came in here and kicked our ass. Unbelievable. I can't get past that. But what I will say is Marv Levy, listen, Marv Levy's a Hall of Fame coach. He just didn't win it. He lost all those championship games too. So Andy Reid has has set himself apart from other coaches. Uh, you know, Scotty or Fred Scotty talked about. You know, let's not forget his willingness to work with troubled players. You talk about. You know, you talk about Tyree Kill. Talk about Michael Vick. Talk about guys he, he allowed to come and reinvent themselves back into the league or even get started when they had a bad reputation. Andy Reid is the ultimate players coach. They love playing for Big Red, no yeah. matter where. And he sets a culture. I know we hear this word a lot, but he sets a culture on every team he goes to, and everybody just lines up for this guy. Uh, Vince, you know this, the, the problem he had with his son, God rest his soul, when his son yeah. passed away. You know, everybody came to support Andy, and that showed – a human factor of Andy Reid that we don't always see from coaches. Tony Dungy had that moment because he had the issues with his son as well. So, you know, that's why I think Andy Reid should be put up on that pedestal. So that's my opinion. Vince, what do you think? Yeah, I put him in the top five. You have to. I mean, for the, the 20 years that he's been in the league, how many coaches in the history of the league have been to as many conference championships oh. as Andy Reid has? I mean, seriously. And, and then that's going to be piled on with everything else that he does with Mahomes. So that's one thing. Is the guy's constantly been successful. He's done it with all these different quarterbacks. When McNabb would get hurt, it's Jeff Garcia. It's <laughs> A.J. Feely. You know, like he did that again yep. and again and again and again. His ability to identify talent. Uh, what he did with Brian Westbrook as a third-round pick and making him just into a ridiculously good player. It was just uh, – it was phenomenal. So Andy Reid, to be able to do this NFC, AFC, um, to do it for this long, as the game changes constantly, because now, like, the NFL had that safeguard up for forever where it was like, we're the pros and we can't do college yep. things and we're above that. And then, like, <laughs> everybody realized, oh, that's actually good and works and it makes more players more successful at this level, so let's do those things. So the game's changed so dramatically – and he's been good through all of those changes. He's not a guy that just had an era and fell off. It's not a three- or four-year window. It really is a competitive 20-year window. I mean, it's insane yep. what he's done. And, and it's not just that, but also the assistant coaches. I mean, how many assistant coaches? He's beaten Sean McDermott to get to the Super Bowl, right? That's his guy. Uh, John Har yeah, John Harbaugh and, and the success that he's had. All the different, you know, Marty Morningway, Brad Childress, all, the, all these different guys over the years. So... You pile all of that stuff up, and it, it's just amazing what he's done. Also, the comedic value. I mean, come on. Andy <laughs> Reid in the Hawaiian shirts. I mean, is there anything better than that? He makes fat jokes and talks about eating cheeseburgers. Like, he's the total – he just gets it. He gets everything. Uh, in addition to the troubled players and turning careers around, like, the, Andy Reid is one of the most remarkable, unbelievable things that I've ever seen. And for the era of coaching that I've I've been able to experience, it's Belichick and then it's Andy. It's it's one and two. 
See, I agree with you. I do. It, and it took me a while to see it. But like you said, we talked about the, the Walsh coaching tree, the Holmgren coaching tree. But I'll tell you what, Andy Reid's could be the best one ever. If you think about all the guys that, I mean, you even talk about guys like Leslie Frazier, right? Guys that were on his stand. I mean, it is amazing. And Doug Peterson, as much as I still think he's a dope, he won a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, it is what it is. I don't know if it was all him or not, but. Before boy, Andy no. did. Yeah, something happened there. Not sure, but you still won. I get it. You know, I, hey, whatever. But, uh, yeah, Andy Reid's definitely, for me, top five. One, two, Belichick, Andy Reid. I'm serious. I'm with you. I, I really like what Andy's been able to do. No, so, for, for this for this uh, generation, absolutely. When you said all time, I you know, I, I was thinking oh, yeah. I was thinking uh, the Shulas, the, the Bill Walshes, uh, you know. Well, I he, think I think. Even though when you bring up the Shules and the Walshes and we talk, it, you know, even listen, even Jimmy Johnson has to be put up there oh, a yeah. little bit, right? Even Tom Coughlin. Yeah, to Bill Cower. Tom Call. I mean, yeah, I, but to stand the test of time, I think, is the no, biggest thing. No, a a Andy and and Vince, I believe, referenced it. The And I, I even referenced it. I mean, think of Andy with the Eagles to Andy with the Chiefs. It's like it's like a it's like a different human being. It's like it where did where where did the, it's like it's like he he shit Chip Kelly out of his body and it's like now I'm an innovator. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly, exactly with uh, personality. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, here here's the, the the fun thing about about Andy Reid is like Vince said. I mean, he's very jovial. You know, he he plays to the players' strengths as as crazy. I mean, we hated that statement, right? We put the uh, put the players in the best ability to make plays. Right. We talk like it was so cliche. It's like, oh, my God. Like, are we going to hear this again? Right. But, at, you know, at the end of the day, at least he's he's been able to get himself back to to kind of, you know, he had a tough time the last couple of years in Philly. He lost the team. We all knew, you know, people were calling for his job. And when you're you're a Hall of Fame resume type coach, it's hard to go through that. And I, I'm actually happy that he's been able to reinvent himself. I know, Dan, you said he has a ton of talent around him. I get it, but you still have to coach that talent to to the right ability. So as we switch into a little baseball talk here, I got a couple of trivia questions. It'll do fun. We got about 25 minutes left on the show, so it's about halfway point. Uh, a, a little fun topic. Don't Google. Everybody out there, don't Google. It's not fun if you Google, right? <laughs> I, I hate Google for that. I love Google, but I hate Google for that reason. So I got a couple. First one, I, I, I will ask one, let people think about I think this is a pretty good one, but Who's the only pitcher in Major League Baseball history to win at least 15 games per season for 17 straight seasons? Uh, that That's a huge mark. Uh, one of my favorite guys. Uh, but again, it, uh, let me know. What do you think? In a, you know, in the next coming weeks, we have some announcements coming up. We'll be giving away some free stuff. So this is kind of this, this segue into that. Uh, so as you guys are thinking of that, uh, and I'll leave that question up, I want to segue into the closing Cooperstown segment I kind of have because I think it's absolutely ridiculous that we can't vote one guy into the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think the writers have been so, so egotistical that they can't get past their own ass, so to speak, that they – listen, man. 
man. I, I know everybody's gonna talk about the steroid era, and, and I put a vote out on the on the page. And I, last time I looked, it was sixty five percent in in favor of Pete Rose. And if you could only pick one guy to put in the Hall of Fame, you know, and, and you can't say nobody like these these bone ass writers that did. You know, they kind of they they shaved us all for doing that. Okay, but. Clemens, Bonds, Pete Rose. I will say this. For all you steroid people out there, I get it. Okay, but remember who's in the Hall of Fame. Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. Bud Selig was the commissioner who allowed steroids to be a part of baseball because it was dead. Baseball would have never have come back if it was not for race for the record, McGuire, Sosa, Bond, it would have never came back. And they all turned a blind eye to it. So if they're allowed in the Hall of Fame, I'm putting Barry in. I'm putting Roger in because they deserve to be highlighted for what they did. I can I consistently say that. And I'll be honest with you guys. If they're not gonna if this is what they're gonna do now, then just just stop the voting altogether. I'm serious. Close up Cooperstown. Don't have a baseball Hall of Fame because to me it's ridiculous now. Now you made a joke. You made a mockery out of what's supposed to be one of the most prestigious uh, accolades of a professional athlete in Major League Baseball. And that's my biggest problem with this. You know, listen, I'm a big wrestling guy, and I know a lot of people are like, ah, I'm wrestling, and they do have the WWE Hall of Fame. And I'll be honest with you, when you get guys like Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, these are guys who who changed the, the, the sports entertainment world. They deserve to be. That's a big thing for them. They're crying. Their wives are there. Their kids, they're upset. Same thing with baseball. And I think it's uh, it, it's absolutely ridiculous that we did not vote one guy in the Hall of Fame. So before I even get to that vote in the trivia question, Vince, what's your thought on not getting one guy into the Hall of Fame? Well, yeah, it's embarrassing. And clearly the process is broken, right? I mean, the process is broken. The sport is broken. The, the whole thing screwed up. It, like, how sad is it that they, uh, this is supposed to be the easiest thing to do, is acknowledge that guys are so ridiculously great that they're one of the best to ever play the sport. That's all it is. You're just acknowledging the greatness of something. You can't get 70% of people to acknowledge one single guy. Even exactly. Even if it's not like get the controversial guys and throw them aside, right? Bonds, Clemens, Kurt Schilling, throw them aside. You can't get anybody else. There's nobody else right. in the sport. You can't like that's insane to me. And and it's fitting. I mean, that's the that's the problem of it. It's all fitting. And and you know what? This is a sign of it only getting worse. Because let's be real, like for baseball, they got the CBA coming up. They're trying to push back the season now. Like this is going to be a blip on the radar because it's just the, nothing's easy. And so the whole sport is falling apart. And, and this is a nice symbolic way to show that they just can't get a guy in. It's a good way. It's, it's a good point because before COVID, baseball was having fan attendance issues and they were having problems. And this is the last thing baseball needed. And now they they highlight themselves negative ne- negatively, you know, in the wrong spotlight that they don't want to be in. It's just it's just helping fuel the negativity. Dan, what do you think? I fluctuated with this when these guys first became eligible because I mean Bonds was so blatant about it that. Was he though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm not saying he didn't do it. What I'm saying is, if you're talking about innocent to proven guilty, he was never actually convicted. I'll pretend right? I didn't hear any of that. I'm, tone, I'm tone, 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 tone. Okay, Ric Flair never did steroids either, right? So anyway, I, I um, didn't say he didn't do I'm it. Ju- I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. If wrestling, I'm, I just had to tie the wrestling thing in there because all those guys are so huge. Um, 
but it was obvious. I mean, the guy, the guy's, the guy's head blew up like a. Uh, I'm looking at my slam ball in my gym over here. Um, it's as big as that my slam ball over there. Oh, um, stop it! And, and but but here here's where I my I had to change your heart. So many of the people in that generate in that time period were doing it. So you're almost a pitcher has steroids, the batter it, it, they neutralize each other for crying yep. out loud. So from that perspective, and Bonds before his head turned into my slam ball was, was a hall of fame player. Uh, you know, lean Barry was great with Pittsburgh in his early years with San Francisco, Roger Clemens, who I think is the answer. I won't go there to your question. Um, and, he, and, 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 well, hold on. I will go there. It's not. Okay. Go. My guy's still alive. Then I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Roger Clemens. Okay. But, name, but, but, but Roger, again, before he, he you know, his um, body got, thick he was a, a stud pitcher you remember he came up in the mid 80s but here's here here's the player that gets lost in all this i, I vince I, I i look good for my age you, you have no idea how old i am right oh i'm you a little gorgeous. I, 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 I'm, you know tony i'm a little older than tony but oh, i i grew up i grew up watching mike schmidt play right and the and right now Arenado is a phenomenal, phenomenal defensive third baseman. But the greatest third baseman I have ever seen is Scott Rowland. What? Eight gold, yes, Tony. He's the great. He's the best third baseman I've ever seen. That argument's been out there for a while. I mean, it's Eight, not, it's not I I watched I watched I watched him play. Tony, the, the guy had the greatest range. Uh, he won eight gold gloves. He put up solid offensive numbers. He's a fringe Hall of Famer. So if you're going to throw anyone a bone from that group, and Schilling's just a, a nut job. Yeah, and, he's and if you and, and, and he's a great playoff performer, but if you really take his his um his longevity coupled with his wins, he averaged 12 wins a year as a pitcher. He's just a playoff stud. But but for for career numbers and if you know defense counts, look look at Ozzie Smith and everyone wants Omar in one day. Um, I think Scott Rowland was a worthy candidate. Uh, you know, I get it, Scott Rowland. It's just it's just not a name I'm used to. One thing I will say is about the Royd era. Uh, you, you make a good point because I say that all the time about washing it out. Listen, he was hitting up against guys who were, you know, throwing at but But you've already let players in that were on Royds. Right. And, and right. to support your case about not having evidence. I know, I know for damn sure Bagwell was on oh, Royds. Absolutely, him and him right. and Ken Caminetti. Are you well, kidding Cam me? Well, well, Ca well, Caminetti, Caminetti was, you know, I think he might have died from it for crying. Yeah, out but I'm saying they were wood bodies, man. Come on, right, right, right. So, but but Bagwell literally for some reason his name never came up in any reports and Piazza. innuendo for whatever. Yeah, Piazza too. So, yep. But so yeah, I agree. I agree with you. With um, you can Frank Thomas. Listen, Barry Bonds, the best hitter to ever play in a game to me. I yeah. don't care what anybody says. And you can talk about roids all day long, but you still him and Manny, him and Manny. You still have to hit a baseball. You still have to hit a baseball, man. Yeah. And, and that's that that's what it comes down to me. I say that all the time. But like, I, I understand it, 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 you know, it enhances your bat speed. Okay, fine. You still there's still a science, right? You still have to know what pitch is coming. 
You still have to know. You you, you have to study counts. You have to know how to hit a breaking ball. You, so I mean, there's a little there's a little more to it than just taking roids and hitting. I mean, Brady Anderson took roids too. He had one good year. The rest of the years he sucked. We can name plenty of players that took roids that should ask for their money back because it didn't do shit for them, right? So, and I think that's just because they didn't have any talent. It was like that was like me getting a shot in the ass going out and all the thing I'm going to hit 50 home runs. Ain't going to happen. Right, it's just not going to happen. Well, so, the funny thing is, Tone. I th- oh. I think, I think if you look at it, you had referenced the year that saved baseball when Selig was commissioner. Yes, um, Bonds was not part of that equation. The no, third guy, won't. the third guy was Greg Vaughn. Everyone Greg forgets it. Yeah, he, 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 he finished with fifty-eight home runs that year. Um wow. He was he was in a hunt for a little bit. I think Bonds saw that and went, "Damn, I mean, I, this is bullshit." Uh, you know, and I think that's when he really started name. getting involved with See, that's, uh, the juice. That's why, that's why I love these conversations because I forgot all about Greg Vaughn. <laughs> like literally, like I mean, you just wow. I mean, Greg Vaughn. I mean, it's like bringing up a guy. Another Roy is, is Albert Bell. I mean, yeah. he was he could yeah. barely even move. He was on so many roids, right? And he, you look at you look at uh, this. This might be blasphemous, but you look at early pictures of Junior. And Junior at the end yes. of his career, when he's jogging down a line, his barely chest is going up and down. I wouldn't be surprised if Ken Griffey Jr. took some magic vitamins also. Caminetti was driving to Mexico while in San Diego. Oh, look, Trevor says Aramis Ramirez greater than Scott Rowland. Trevor, what? go home. Go home, Trevor. Trevor. I love you, Trevor. But Trevor, I love you. You're always inv- you're always in the show. But are you, no way, dude. No way. Um, you just Trevor, lost your you just lost your man card. Uh, he also says Mark Burley. It is not Mark Burley. I tell you that somebody brought Vinny Castilla. Oh, it's Trevor Vinny Castilla. Roy's yeah. probably Bichette right? too. Dante Bichette. How about Larry who, Walker? Exactly. He, right? he was a teammate. You you don't you don't see a guy in the locker room sticking a needle in his ass and go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Walker gets a pass too. So yeah, a lot of these guys, man, you, you oh. could, you, that, that's the whole thing. And we probably named a name or two that were completely innocent. But <laughs> look, but look what happened. Everyone gets lumped into the uh, equation, except for Scott Rowland. Except for well, that's names of mismanagement, yeah. right? Like that's the whole thing. That's the whole shit. That's true. Is it, it's not just that they allowed a culture for like 15 years where these guys were doing it all the time, but then once it gets to the point where it's found out publicly, I mean, we've got the American government having hearings and putting like Sammy Sosa sat in a, a chair in a trial. Yeah. You know, like that's insane. So and it became a Saturday Night Live skit. No, <laughs> no speaking English. Yeah, that was which is great, but like that's Rappy Palmero. Yeah, exactly. Now you're right. You're right. I mean, it, it was huge. How do you allow that? And, and the, the problem is that you're not going to get any level of accountability. Like if Bud Selig came out, and I, I had to Google this as we were talking about it. Apparently, Bud Selig is not dead. Uh, I don't know what shape he's in at 86 years old, but like if you got him, like, and I don't even know if it would fix anything at this point, but if he came out and had any sense of accountability with any of this and was like, you know, we let this get out of control, looking back on it, my old age, I've made mistakes. And like, these guys are a product of the culture I created. These guys would get in in a heartbeat. Like, you know, changes. Yes. But you're not going to, I don't know if you'll ever get that. And the clock's running out. So, like, that – but that's the one thing I can think of that could actually change the perception a little bit. Otherwise, we're all just dug in, and it's mostly a generational divide. 
Let me let, let me ask you this before we move on. We got about ten minutes left, and I, it's a great conversation because I want to talk a little bit. I want to ask you guys something about Joel and B. But if this wasn't Barry Bonds, if it was, do you think this is only the whole problem gets enhanced because nobody liked Barry? He was he was a bit. I I, I kind of think it does. Like if this was say this was Ken Griffey Jr. I don't think this is a, as big of an issue as it was if it was Barry Bron- Barry Bonds. No, that that from that perspective, I agree with you. And if you remember Ken Griffey, who again, in my opinion, was on it, um, he achieved thought- well over six hundred home runs, but he was breaking down big well, time at the end of his career. Yes, and I was going to that, say that. Yep. and that's one of the um, telltale sign. Exactly, and so yeah, from that perspective, I do agree with you. But when you when it gets you to such a important historical record of uh, Hank Aaron's home runs that started to really upset people. And you're right. You know, I know the answer, but do you know how many total home runs he finished with? We all knew 755. Uh 763. 762. Wow. But my point is we all know 755. True. And so that's so I think the iconic record going down on top of the fact he was you know a jerk. Um, I think, I, I think definitely it's a definitely play definitely. But I think you're right, Tony. The more I think about it, Junior gets a pass and can and uh, excuse me and uh, My, and, well, he, and he doesn't. He, here's a A Rod two is in trouble, right? Well, you're oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Well, he's right. Listen. He's married to my my ultimate right ass chick, and 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 A Rod, you know, so props to A Rod, man. But that but is does A Rod, but does A Rod help a, help his cause by being a network guy now and being well and he's well liked in the broadcast? I, I think he does a fine job. So I, I think he, so. so I think that brings people back in this corner when he was always thought of as a prick too. Yeah, he was. You're right. Hey, but but here's the thing about Barry. The last thing I'll say about Barry, the thing that pisses me off is you'll never ever see, whether you want to say it's roids or not, you'll never see another player that was was so much so feared like Barry Bonds. You'll never see them walk the bases loaded, not to face Barry Bonds. He did, you know, through the memories I have, I don't always have memories of home runs and McCovey Cove and guys is on paddle boats chasing out ball. No, I have those visions of He's getting what? Like, are you kidding me? The announcer going, Vince Scully going crazy. Like, what the hell are these guys? They're walking them. Like, never thought you would ever see that. So, they're the kind of memories I have. Does anybody have the pitcher? What? Uh, he said, "Climbs." So, Vince, do you have a guess for the pitcher? The only guess I've got is Robin Roberts. It is not Robin Roberts. I w- I will say this is not a roid guy too. Well, this is to, not a roid guy either. Tonight, I have two guesses. Um, I, the only okay. reason I said Clemens is because you brought the topic up. Yeah, that's fine. The, the only guy I could think of is Glavin or Glavin or Maddox type of guy. It's Greg and, Maddox. Okay, it's Greg Maddox. And and then the and then the and then the other guy that comes to mind. I knew it wasn't the answer, but this is a whole other debate for a whole other show. And I and I again, I'm very opinionated on this one. I have a, we could have a whole conversation on guys that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, oh yeah, I know the Hall of the Hall of Average or the Hall of Very Good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know the guy puts up number. He put up numbers, but he pitched like twenty four years. Was a guy like Don Sutton, God rest his soul. Timmy doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, but he he was a prolific fourteen game winner for many 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 years. Now you're you know? right. 
You're right. We can so, definitely have a whole show. But listen to this. Maddox, who pitched from 86 to 2008, won more games during the 90s than any other pitcher. Throughout his career, he logged 355 wins and 3,371 strikeouts. The dude was a monster. He, I mean, he, he, had, he had the Eric Gregg outside corner, too. Don't forget that. He paint, He brought the statement paint the black belongs to Greg Maddox, right? Uh, Adam, yeah, Adam was going to say, Matt, he, he said Carlton first, another good name, another good name uh, for real, absolutely. But, you know, I love these trivia questions because it brings you back because there's so many fond memories of, of you said Glavin, Smoltz, now you, uh, Smoltz, Maddox, Steve Avery, Denny freaking Nagel. Kevin yeah. Millwood, right? I mean, these are you think about that the rotations, unbelievable. Um, that team, how many years? How many years, Dan or Vince? Do you know how many years they win that pennant straight? Was it like, uh, like 14? eighteen, four, thirteen no. years? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they're yeah, they their first one was uh, ninety one, and then they uh, wow, that was impressive. So like, yeah, they That's one World impressive. Series though. Could you could you could you imagine us being that team? I, I'm still, I'm, st- I still get apoplectic that we only won one World Series in that little run we had, and and to me the team that won the World Series wasn't our best team, of of, of the you know, the first year we lost to the Rockies I think we were just happy we finally took oh, that yeah. step, yeah. but 08, 9 and ten were killers, and and they they were in a playoff for like double digit years and they only won one World Series. Could you imagine being a Philadelphia Phillies fan in that environment? Bobby Cox, man. Bobby yeah. Cox. Not Trevor checking this is 91 to 2005. Trevor's our stack That's guy. That's 15 years, right? Man. That's 15 years. That's crazy. It's crazy. All I, all I can picture is Leo Mazzoni in the yeah. clubhouse rocking back and forth, rocking back. And Sid Bream got chugging his big ass around third base. Two knee braces, could barely even walk. Mike oh, Levi, you're trying to tag him. I yeah yeah I hear you man I hear you. but you know what before we move on we got ten minutes left let me let me just bring up a, a, a couple things number one we're gonna get to walk up music and we'll stick in baseball but I I bring up a topic every week and one thing that really irked me and it's in the baseball genre is I collected sports cards as a kid I still collect them now uh, I don't know about you guys but I'll tell you something the amount of grown men acting like a bunch of morons over trying to get baseball cards now is absurd. I went to Target the other day, and they literally had a line outside, right? And I'm like, man, I don't want to wait in line to get into Target. And I read the sign. It said baseball card line. I'm like, baseball card line, right? I'm like, what, like, what, what, what is this? It's like the X-Men series tickets or something. Like, what's going on? So I asked the girl. She goes, oh, we have a shipment. Uh, that comes in for our baseball cards, uh, and these and these people they they've called us to know when the shipment comes in. So she said we've actually had fights in the aisles over these cards. So we've had, I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Like twenty dollar booster boxes. Like this is what the world's come to. We're in a pandemic, right? All this shit going on, and guys are fighting over boxes of baseball cards. Like I, I just, what friggin' world are we living in, man? I just. I just I had to say I call I was shocked I've never because I love the art of collecting cards I still do it here and there not like that I'm like you got to be kidding me man like are you like I would have laughed I would I would have been embarrassed to say in that line to be honest with you I'd have been hey what are you waiting in line for concert taking that baseball cards like are you kidding me dude like how old are you like. <laughs> Well, uh, is this like jingle? it's it's not for the kids, right? It's not like no. jingle away where they're fighting each other over. Yes, the it's for themselves. You know? 
but yeah, for them, like that's that's a mistake, man. I, I, wait, wait, how did it? How did this happen? That the cards are so popular again? When did this? Dur- like- it's crazy. So during the pandemic, the 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 value boost because people weren't going to shows and everybody went to eBay. It just boosted the value of cards up huh. two three hundred percent. Wow! It, it, it is crazy. I I'll tell you what. This I have a LeBron rookie. It's one of my my favorite cards. That at the time before the pandemic was worth two hundred dollars. Right now, I could sell it for forty five hundred. Wow. It's ridiculous. What? I'm not kidding. I am not kidding, dude. It, yeah, it, uh, LeBron, you gotta it sell is it. absolutely sell it insane. GameStop shares, you know, just like, yeah. live that life, dude. Just live that life. Yo, there we go. Where's he? Okay. Now, while he, while he's getting a card, Vince, I'll oh, tell you the, the truth. Right I'm sorry, that was fast. There it is, right yeah. there, man. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a, a, a mint nine too. Great. That that's my that I'll tell you. But again, that's because I have fun. I'm not. I like this. I like looking at it. it's cool. I'm not waiting in line to try to pick one of these out of a box with with 40 guys who are 50 plus years old ready to, ready to go like swinging you know in the aisle nine by the shampoo <laughs> over baseball cards. Like you got to be kidding me, man. Tell me what, what, the way I, the way I collect the cards. I think we've had this conversation. And you, you're a pinwheel guy. No, no, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't damage. That's that's damaging the cards. That's not fair. Um, exactly. I, I, I'm speaking to the old heads out there. I I happen to live on the you street. Know, we are old heads, bro. Vince ain't old. Me, you are old heads. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I'm talking to the guys on the column that are commenting. I'm not talking. Or check this. I don't know. Yeah. I, the box is screwing <laughs> me up. Um. Uh, no, I know Vince is a a young man now. Um. <laughs> I'm 13. I, uh, yeah. I, right. 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 I is getting bar mitzvah next weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I was I was in the middle of a street where on one end was Wawa and on the other end was 7-Eleven. So I had I could have gone Slurpee or Hoagie, you know, whatever I felt like doing. But when I was a kid, I would walk to those um, stores and I yep. would buy a pack of cards, take the bubble gum out, chew that shitty bubble gum. And mm-hmm. uh, that's how I collected cards. That was it. And I, I developed a decent collection. I have shoeboxes full of cards from that being the way. Be careful. I, what do you mean? Oh, people will be uh, hitting up your house. You better get rid. You better oh, get no. Well, well, my my, pa- I want, my parents are like, can you get the goddamn cards out of the house already? Because I still, I um, you know, I'm an old man that still has my card, my my box of cards at my parents' house. But uh, um, yeah, so they're telling you. Yeah. But, but anyway, cool. that I, I actually frowned upon the people that bought the whole box of collection year after year i think the way to, i thought the way to do it was you know it's almost like the golden ticket you buy you go to wawa one did i get that you know the, the at the time the version of the, the lebron card like i told you my my prize card was my the, the, the gretzky card his first year mm. in with the oilers oh wow you know I, I got I, I got that at a wawa you know just by law, but, so but, but, but the, the, the business has just taken off. Right, it's taken off. It's been unbelievable. Jose really, Lima, I get Jose Lima. Jesus, Trevor. Yeah. What's my uh, what's my Bobby Hoying rookie card worth? You oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yo, is that before he won? When he won his first game, or was it after he started losing? Oh my God! Remember, <laughs> we thought he was going to be the savior too. Bobby Hoying, man. There was a lot of Bobby Hoying jerseys out there. A lot and of Bobby and, Bobby Hoying and then Mike McMahon. Mike McMahon, Trevor yes. mentioned earlier. Mike McMahon. Oh man. So let me ask you guys this. So it's a fun topic. We got a couple minutes left before I talk real quick on Joel Embiid before I lose the show altogether like I normally do. But uh, you know, talking about 
baseball and walk-up music. And I think this is kind of fun because I, I one thing I miss is going to the game and hearing. I always loved J-Roll's walk-up music. I used to like Ryan Howard's. Uh, I loved Billy Wagner coming into the game uh, back in the day. So, you know, if you had to pick your own walk-up song, uh, Dan, or Dan, Dan, you're already Dan. What would be Dan Green's walk-up song? And don't well, give me Scott Rowland's song. I want your own. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what Scott Rowland's song is. Um, I, I mean, this is a this is a song that a that a Hall of Famer used, but there is no better entry song to Enter Sandman. I love Enter Sandman. That, that that's it, and that was Mariano Rivera's song. I love it, but that I, that I just you know. That that was a great song. I love it. That's a just and metallic is just unbelievable. Oh, with, with without a doubt, without a doubt, no doubt. Vince, where are you going, buddy? See, I want to play some psychological warfare. Okay, that's that's <laughs> how I do this. All right. So if I'm going up to the plate, I'm fucking with somebody, right? Yeah. That's, that's the goal. I, I want to play a song that when I'm coming out, he's like, "Wait, he's not seriously coming out to this, right?" So suddenly, you know, the girls, girls just want to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like Dan Baker's like, ladies and gentlemen, Vince Quinn. And it's like, my baby takes the morning train. He works from nine till five. The pitcher's like, what the hell? But he takes another yeah. again. And I'm just ready to go. That's, that's all. Yeah, that would be funny, man. You're going to take I'm one right in the ear. <laughs> you're gonna take one right in here i'll take the morning train to the hospital yes yeah <laughs> unbelievable oh i get it trevor says vince quit we use call of duty music call of duty menus music um adam says hell's bells yeah trevor that's says, a good one bulls on parade rage against the machine i have no idea what the hell that is trevor uh i i have to say oh, dan great one great is it i have to google that, that man i have to google that i don't know that song that's i funny. don't now, Dan, you stole my song because I was going to say oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. That's okay because I always you know, I have backup. So, I, again, I'm a hip-hop guy, but for me, I, I can't walk up with hip-hop. I, you know, I, I got to go like some rock, some back-of-the-day rock. So, I, I mean, it's Paradise City from from uh, Guns N' Roses. I love GNR. I love Axel. I love that song, one of my favorite songs. So, I would definitely go rock because I don't think you can walk up with rap. Now, Vince, you made me think. I'm thinking, like, that would be pretty cool. Like, I know you guys don't watch wrestling. I would say, like, the Firefly song for The Fiend, but you wouldn't know what that is. But maybe, like, a the Pee Wee Herman, like, music or something. <laughs> or, like, maybe you go back, like, given, like, the Family Matters theme. Like, everyone's like, what the hell is this? Like, all of a sudden, you know what I mean? So, I like that idea to be messing with. Nobody's going to expect that. Nobody. No. Like, what's Max Scherzer doing on the mound with <laughs> Exactly. How about the the immigrant chant song would be pretty cool too. Well, well, you know what? It's funny. Think about this. This would be something perfect for the movie Major League. You know, because that's that that movie was was basically one of my favorite movies of all time. But you know, it was it was built on that on that parody. So it would be so funny. It would be like perfect for that. Like with Rick Vaughn coming out as Wild Thing. Like, where are you from? California Penal League. Like what? Like you know <laughs> what I mean? Like so, it's just so many so many different things, man. Crazy. Uh, but let me ask you guys this. Let, let let's end the show on this because Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers, uh, one hundred percent. You know. Eastern Conference player of the month. The guy's playing on another level. Uh, but I have to ask you guys, because I know people don't want to talk about the double bounce and the Kawhi year. It sucks. We have all these visions. But let me ask you guys this, because I think this is interesting. If if you took 
that same Sixers team in 2019, and you were able to take the Joel Embiid that he didn't have diarrhea, he wasn't sick, all this. The MVP Joel Embiid that's playing right now, stick that version on that team. Do you think we win game seven and you think we go to the finals? Because I honestly think we do. Uh, I do, I because the way this team is centered right now, it's not about Seth Curry to me. It's not about it right now. It, it's about Joel Embiid just taking over games and being consistent. So I actually think they would win that game if Joel was this version of him back in 2019. I'm not sure, Vince. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> here's the thing, Tony. I'll say they don't win a game seven because they win it in five. Then there you, know? you like, go. That's I like thing. that. I mean, it's it's not a seven game series. It's if he's playing every game and he's playing like that, he's a totally different player. It, it's amazing. So yeah, done. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's it's one of those things. You, you watch this guy play, and he's just unbelievable right now. Dan, you think they win that game? No, Vince kind of stole my thunder. I was going to go six. <laughs> you said five, but I was going to say six. The guest privilege. I'm, I'm he he had, no, 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 and a young guest. Um, he had, uh, he had, I believe 21 and 10 boards in that game. So he's, you know, he look, did. At, his num- look at his numbers this year. <laughs> so exactly. right mean, off the bat. Now the yeah. other thing, the other thing just to play devil's advocate, but again, I still think they win the, the series in six is that was not a COVID year. That was a full season. He was beat. He was beat up, run down right now. He's played, you know, a shortened schedule. Yep. So he's not exhausted. He's not, he is, he is in the best shape he's been in a while, but you know, let's hope a, at the playoffs, he's not run down a little bit. And if you know, he, he that was younger Gasol that went up against him as well, where he owned him the other night when he was with the Lakers. Well, that's true. That, that was a much younger Gasol. Cause I yeah. think all aged like five years in the last year. He and he's, and, he, and he, he was, he was in, jo- in jo- Jojo's head. I, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. He really him and Al, him and Al Horford, we're in his head when you go yes. every time we'd go up against him. One hundred percent, I agree. Um, how to go take on me? See, uh, there yeah. you go. Oh, there's a song. How about who was take the um, on me? Great oh. Rick Astley, a little Rick Astley song. Yeah. I'm never yeah. gonna give you up. There, there you go. Exactly, a little Steve Winbrook. Oh, we can have some fun with this, man. We have to start doing some heat ratio intro songs. The some heat back. ratio karaoke. Yeah, oh, there you go. I'm winning that. Put some Soldier Boy on, and I'm winning that, bro. But now nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, listen, uh, a fantastic episode. Wind this down. I want to stick on a, uh, an hour and fifteen. We're an hour and twelve. Perfect. I actually I did my job this week, which is tremendous. Uh, Vince, thanks so much for joining us. And let everybody know, man, where they can find you, where they can find your stuff, and what you're doing next. Yeah. So my address is okay. No. Um. So yeah. you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> At it's Vince Quinn. That's the easiest way to find me personally. All the other stuff I do, putting podcasts together and, and all that, you can find that with Last Out Media. So check us out there. It's me, John Bartrick, John Crichton, and, you know, pretty new company. So we're putting shows together. We're helping people out with their podcasts. Feel free to hit us up there. And uh, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, yeah. If you if you notice down the banner, you'll see his uh his hashtag along with me and Dan's it, at it's Vince Quinn is really hard to remember. I'm telling you, man. Uh really mine's at Ticketillo. Dan's is at the DMG for his initials. So it's really not that difficult to find us. Uh but as always, I appreciate you hopping on last minute. Uh, I know we were gonna play something for next week, but you were gracious enough to be with us tonight, which is uh, which is tremendous. Dan, again, thanks for hopping on. I know it's usually Coach Dave and John has some issues hopefully we'll be back next week uh mikey goog same thing uh but as always 
man, check us out. Heat Ratio Sports. We're up to six days a week. Uh, we just added another show today that'll be coming out in the next couple of days. So we will be seven days a week content. Uh, we got some really good things planned. So we got a good crew um, trying to emulate what guys like Last Out Media and things of that nature are doing. So uh, 100%. I mean, it's it, it, they, they set the bar. So we're just trying to raise it as well. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, as I always say, just stay, stay, stay healthy, man. Get through this pandemic and get everybody safe and, you know, keep chugging day after day and keep the sports talk up. And I hope everybody wins their bet to Super Bowl 55. I'm Tony Jigsaw. We'll talk to you next week.